Welcome to BitFaced. It's been a while since I've sat down behind a microphone under the guise of BitFaced. Nowadays, we seem to do a lot of cons and events and things like that, and not as many guests over at the house. That's going to change a little bit. Another thing that's changed a little bit is I can't remember the last time I've sat down in the BitCave and Tyler wasn't drinking. What's going on, man? Are you Is, is something happening? I, I mean, I'm drinking water. Does that count? No, you know what I meant. <laughs> No, nothing. Uh, nothing's going on. I'm trying to stay more hydrated. Actually, work out some. You know, maybe lose. I I got way down, and then uh, and then I gained about like 50 pounds of that back, and uh, not too happy about it. You know, um, our friend Darlene was giving me shit about how I'm way thinner on the Bitface picture <laughs> than I am in real life, and how you are way bigger than you are in real life and i told her straight up i said look we stand on a scale right now well first of all i told her i didn't draw the motherfucker so don't don't act like i was trying to do this secondly though if we went on a scale right now i think i am i think i do weigh less than you do now i got back down i'm about 218 right now i bet i'm at like 216 or 215 especially since the amount of working out i've done in the past two weeks yep so you know that's that's the only difference man uh, anyway, I mean, I'm not, I'm not unhappy to see you not drinking. It's just not, uh, it's not what I'm used to here at Bitfaced. I don't think it's what a lot of the, uh, the facers are used to either. <laughs> no, not at all. Before we kind of get into a couple topics I want to discuss today, I do want to get a little bit of business out of the way. Sure. Tacticon is coming up. Um, please tell me you have the dates handy. September 28th through the something? October 1st. Through October 1st. So 28th, 29th, 30th, and the 1st. Yes, it is a four-day convention. Realistically, the first day Thursday is only Tacticon, and it's a preview for Rocky Mountain Con. So if you come up there, you're probably not going to see a whole lot on the the anime side. Okay. To be fair, though, we will be doing media all weekend starting Friday. Um, Limited coverage, I guess, kind of into full-day coverage Saturday, full blitz, and then part-day Sunday not only will BitFaced be there, uh, and Tyler, actually, you can talk about this in a second, won't even be behind the microphone. Tyler is running all the streams and all the stuff that he likes to do, the game streams, the live streams, uh, making sure that that's all taken care of. So I'll be taking care of the podcasting side. Luckily, I've got an amazing team. I'm going to have Rebecca there all day with me Saturday, which is great. I am going to have the guys from the Nerd Offensive, formerly Nerd Cubed, Sean and Scott, unfortunately not saying the name Tim anymore, but we know how those things work out in the business. Sean and Scott are uh, are wonderful, and I'm excited to have them there. We will also have Caleb and Eric from the Trickster Talks, and they're not only going to be doing some casting with us, they do a lot of man on the streets, up close interviews, and things like that. So they bring something a little bit uh, a little bit different to the table. We will also have. The podcast formerly known as Project Challenged, now known as Tap In Geek Out. So Doug will be there with me as well. There's a lot of brewery action going on at Tacticon. There's, I think, five different breweries, and I don't have the names of them here. We will put them on the website that are going to be playing games and things like that. So we figured 
uh, formerly Project Challenge, now tap in, geek out, is going to be a perfect fit for a con with uh, with beer at it. And that's kind of one of the reasons that Doug and I decided to change the name. Since Project Challenge is so focused on beer, we wanted to get a little bit more... Beer-centric. Well, we had a lot of people think that we were making fun of special needs people with Project Challenge. And unfortunately, I can see where they're coming from, especially in 2017. Yeah, I, I mean, I can definitely see where they're coming from. And I, I know that wasn't the intention. It was it was a lot different than that. But I, I like the new name, especially being, you know, like you said, beer focused. Doug came up with it. I'm, I'm not going to take credit for it. Uh, Doug came up with it. I like it a lot, too. But that is kind of our dream team at Tacticon. We are the official media. So if you are in Colorado, not even Colorado Springs, if you're in the Denver area, Stop by Tacticon. Stop by Rocky Mountain Con. Stop by the table. We are going to be having a great time all weekend long. There's a lot of great guests. I really hope to get behind the microphone with me. And, you know, if I can't get them on the microphone with me, I hope that Nerd Offensive or Trickster Talks uh, gets them as well. So it'll be good. And, gosh, I haven't. Rebecca's been at, like, 17 cons since the last time I've seen her. Gosh, I know. Uh, What is she even? She's always working on new cosplay, and she's always crunching the time. And I know... That coming up to this convention is going to kill her. <laughs> it is. And um, I've kind of told her, like, look, why don't you just show up as Rebecca on yeah. Saturday? Why don't you be Bitface Rebecca? You don't have to be Black Widow. You don't have to be Marty McFly. I'm, she will cosplay. It's Rebecca. That's fair. She could just throw on, like, a Borderlands simple shirt and just straight up be Rebecca from Bitface, just like I do with my purple hoodie. She could. She She definitely could. And I know you've got an entire team you are leading to handle the video and all of those things from Tacticon. So we're going to be pretty busy that weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, though, especially like you said, uh, they have the five local breweries who are teaming up with them to do kind of a gaming league. And hey, you know what? I may be abstaining right now, but this weekend, maybe a little bit of a different case. You know, it's not this weekend, right? This upcoming weekend after this one. (laughs) It's the weekend after next. Yeah, I did know that actually, but for some reason, meh, I said it anyway. I'm I'm excited. We were picked by um, by Tacticon to be their their media presence. Our goal, honestly, is let's bring a little bit of podcasting back to conventions. I don't see enough of it, and the ones I do see, and I'm not ragging on anyone in particular, but show up like you mean it, man. That interview you give with that you know, 23-year-old cosplayer that put on her first cosplay that weekend or his first cosplay that weekend should be just as important as if you get Doug Jones behind the mic or Margot Kidder behind your mic. Uh, treat them all like that, and I promise you you're going to have a uh, you're gonna have a great weekend, and you're going to get great interviews out of it. A lot of the times, and last Rocky Mountain Con is when we met uh, Brown Hornet, uh, Lewis Brown. Yeah. We did not expect to have him on. We would not have ran into him. Had we not walked past, uh, he was waiting in line somewhere with us, and we asked him about his, I saw his artwork in his hand, and I said, hey, did you do that? And he said, yeah, and next thing you know, he's on the cast. Now we have his skateboard deck with art of his on it hanging up in the bit cave a year later. God, that's such a cool skateboard deck, man. Make make it happen for yourself, people. Make it happen. You go out there and uh, go out there and get the interviews. Have a good time. And hell, if you walk past the table and no one is sitting next to me and there's an empty microphone, sit down. I promise I will talk to you. 
And before we get into it, again, I've got a couple things I want to talk about tonight. This will be a little shorter episode. Thank you for all the listens and the feedback recently. Jesus, I don't know what happened in the last two months, but uh, it sounds like a lot of other people that have uh, never heard of us before have now heard of us. And I've heard a lot of uh, kind words from people I didn't have never met before. And uh, and that's been really cool. So thank you, guys. That really is what kind of keeps Tyler and I going here. And I'm sure Rebecca would say the same thing as well. Yeah. Hey, you know, if any of this, uh, if any of y'all come over from the C2E2 uh, poll, yeah, I mean, hopefully you're enjoying it so far. I know that it shocked us when we got put ahead of Fat Man on Batman. <laughs> but it's Not been... that we deserve that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just been a blast. So thank you guys. I've had a lot of fun. So I want to start today by a little news. Colin Trevorrow or Trevorrow, or however you pronounce it, directed two movies that, uh, one movie I loved, one movie I thought was mediocre, and was just fired, from what I've heard now, for being an asshole, uh, from Star Wars Episode Nine, they brought in J.J. Abrams to replace him. What are your thoughts on that? I'm... This is the second Star Wars shit canning in like five months. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the guys that did the Lego movie, were fired from Han Solo like two weeks before the shit wrapped, and they brought in Ron Howard to replace them. Now, Colin gets fired, and they're bringing in J.J., who did Episode Seven to replace him. Don't fuck with Kathleen Kennedy, dude. Yeah, that's definitely the case. Uh, and beyond that, as far as J.J. Abrams as a pick, I would have liked to have seen someone else kind of put their spin on on one of the episodes because, like you said, we've we've seen J.J. Abrams and how he handled Seven. You love it. I like it. Uh, just not as much as uh, I'm hoping to love Eight and, and even then, maybe Nine. I thought that Ryan Johnson would stay on. That was my first call. My second call was J.J. Abrams, and I can't believe I didn't get it on recording because I called it as soon as Trevor Hour got fired. I was like, they're going to bring J.J. back. What is? I haven't seen any projects from him come up recently. I'm sure he's available. I'm sure he wants to do it. I heard a lot of him saying, God, why didn't I stay on to do episode eight? Why, you know, I want to continue this story. Honestly, though, in a lot of the things I've seen J.J. do, and I said this on the last episode of PC, I guess, the last episode because it's not going to be called that anymore, he doesn't stick the landing. And that's what I'm really worried about is you have to stick that landing. If you are only doing 7, 8, and 9 with these characters, now, obviously, they could do 10 through fucking 30. Who knows? But this is supposed to be the new trilogy. You have to nail that, right? Yeah, I mean, you're giving him, if he had stayed on to do eight, maybe that would have been okay, uh, but you're giving him the final, he has to wrap up everything that has happened, tell the rest of the story, and come to this amazing conclusion, and maybe leave us, you know, wanting some of the aside stories that Star Wars are starting to do. I'm wondering, too, number one, it's already been pushed back, number two, how much of the script is going to get rewritten? I bet a lot because um, Trevorrow is it? Tre- I don't even know how to pronounce this. Nest. Trevorrow, I've heard it, or Trevorrow. Well, let's do Trevorrow. Okay. So he his he would have the writing credit, and now I think what happened is he probably wanted to do something that maybe was outside of what Kathleen Kennedy thought was Star Wars, and she was like, "Nope, not fucking up my ten billion dollar franchise." I, Right? You have to assume, and the same thing probably happened on Han Solo. 
Yeah, you're probably right. And it's unfortunate because, like, I, I had heard that they were starting to pull in a lot more of the, uh, uh, what do they call them? The, I forget what they, they ended up calling the non-canon universe now. Oh, the expanded universe or the, uh, the Thrawn universe is what I call it. Yeah. They have, like, an actual, ironically, an actual uh, canon name for the extended universe. I think it is the extended universe, isn't it? I want to say there's there's something else, but it's okay. I can't remember it right now. Either way, I heard they were going to, you know, kind of mend some of that and bring some of it in. And now, I'm not so sure. We might not see that at all. And and, and maybe we don't. Um, bringing on JJ, I knew that they would bring on a bigger name than Trevorrow. You have to. There's no other choice. I honestly thought that it might be Spielberg. That would have honestly been really cool. <laughs> you know... Uh, I don't think he would mess the movie up. No, I don't think so. I either. don't know if I want to see Spielberg Star Wars, but... I think it would have been interesting, at least. Or bring on, like, James Gunn or Chris Nolan. Yeah, James Gunn would have been really cool. especially James Gunn's more of a fun director, though, don't you think? Yeah, especially with his work on Guardians of the Galaxy. God, that movie was incredible. But he still has the ability to do that sci-fi feel and bring something to that. There's a lot of serious parts of a lot of his movies, but he's definitely a lot more jokey-jokey. I'm curious to see what he does after after Guardians. Um, I assume three. Well, I, I assume it'll be a trilogy, right? Yeah, I mean, it all depends on what happens in, uh, in the Infinity Gauntlet, right? I guess so, and we're going to get that next summer. That is exciting. I, I'm surprised after that leak that we haven't seen an official trailer yet. I can't believe that we haven't, because I finally caught the leak at one point, and I'm super hyped for it, but it's so low quality, and I really want to see... Clearly, they have a trailer. You can cut a little bit of it or do whatever you need to do. Why can't you release it and show everyone? (laughs) And maybe they're waiting to launch it during Thor. Yeah, that actually would make a lot of sense. Why haven't we seen another Last Jedi trailer? I mean, that movie comes out in December, and it's it's almost October. Well, I mean, to your point there, that could also be waiting for something like Thor. We're talking about Disney doing their thing. Yeah, but you would launch a trailer before a month out. And I think Thor is end of November, isn't it? You, you, would, you would give a trailer more than two weeks to breathe. I, I would hope so, but I don't know when else they're going to logically throw it out there. There's got to be another big movie. Maybe, it, I mean, it wouldn't go on, uh, maybe it goes on Justice League, but probably not. It'd be a Disney movie. Yeah, I think so, too. You and I both watched a very interesting documentary this week that I want to touch on a little bit. It's by a guy who I wasn't familiar with before this week on YouTube called Ahoy, like Chips Ahoy. He's made tons of gaming videos. He's got a really good voice. I like his documentary style. So I'm not a big YouTube guy, but I know I've turned some of you guys on to AVGN, Angry Video Game Nerd. Ahoy is another one you can watch. Also, Gaming Historian is another one I I like a lot. But there was a game, supposedly, back in the early 80s, only in arcades in Oregon, called Polybius. And it was like an unmarked cabinet. The rumors are that it gave people seizures and causes kids to get sick. And then one day, a bunch of G-men in suits showed up and and took the game away. 
And I guess the theory was that the government would put that in there, I guess, as some sort of government experiment. That was the big uh, conspiracy. And you watch the, the documentary, and this guy goes to lengths. Well, and so that's, I mean, we watched the small gaming historian one right afterwards, and there's leaps and bounds of just so much more information in Ahoy's. It's it's definitely worth a watch. And dude, I really wanted to cue in some very creepy X-Files style music right after you said Polybius. I, I, you still can. <laughs> maybe, maybe post. It may happen. You, you still can. But Ahoy, essentially, spoiler alert if you're going to watch the documentary, but this is, this is pretty public, pretty much proves that there's no way in hell that Polybius existed. I mean, he goes to like Usenet groups in parts of the internet that don't even exist anymore and digs through this. And, and I guess this started back in the year 2000. He even interviews the guy that he thinks came up with the myth. And even that dude's kind of like, well... Not going to tell you now, kind you know, just very coy about it and, and doesn't want to reveal that it's uh, that it's fake. Also, a, a name that gets thrown around a lot with the Polybius legend is Stephen Roach. And Ahoy completely tears him to fucking pieces as far as proof. And also the guy, the, um, the Yugoslavian guy, I can't remember his name, but that claims he worked at Sineschlossen, the, uh, yeah. the German company that uh that made polybius and just pokes holes right through his uh his story it's fascinating to me though that we have such an amazing urban legend in video games that's what i kind of took away from the documentary i wanted polybius to be real i still won't definitively say that it's not you know once you watch that documentary and right at the end they go and they say it's worded very specifically right on the coin-op article. Man, I need to know what that means, and I don't. (laughs) But I agree, you know, when it comes down to it, in gaming, you don't think there would be a lot of things like an urban legend, like something that just straight up doesn't exist, you know? And it's something that is so prevalent that it's been mimicked and parodied a lot. Oh, it shows up in The Simpsons, it showed up on The Goldbergs. Uh, I see references to it all over the internet, probably because I've been looking and kind of researching it. No, it's 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 fascinating. One thing that Ahoy says he did not do is Polybius is a reference to, what is it, a Greek historian? Yeah. And there's a Polybius square, and you can use it to use numbers and letters to decode things. He says he did not decode that coin-op article with the Polybius square. That's where you need to start, T. I, yeah, I definitely think that's where I need to start, going through and, and taking the Polybius Square to that article. I still think you're going to find out that it's all fake. <laughs> Even if it's all fake, knowing that definitively would just put my mind at ease. And it would make it a lot more fun, because then you'd know that someone, you'd have that knowledge that other people don't have, and you can let them run with it. That's true. If you want a short version of Polybius, the Gaming Historian episode I think is 10 minutes long. But if you want to watch the meat and potatoes of Polybius, watch the Ahoy documentary. It's like an hour and ten minutes. It's really fucking creepy, but awesome. And it's creepy because his voice is very horror movie and the music he uses. He really... and Maybe it's intentional. Maybe he is putting subliminal messages and things to make you uncomfortable 
in the documentary. If so, ahoy, mission accomplished, dude, because I've watched it three times now. Yeah, and I'm about to watch it definitely a second and probably a third time as well, because you're right, it gives you that the whole time the hairs on the back of my neck were just standing up, and I was just like, oh my gosh. Especially since he really traces all of the research he does. He does not leave anything to your imagination. Okay, I went to this website and I looked here. Then I went here and I cross-referenced it with this. Then I took this out and I did this. Then I called this motherfucker on the phone (laughs) and talked to him. And he wouldn't agree to talk to me. So I had an actor come in and record what I transcribed that he did. It's fucking fascinating, dude. It's the kind of shit that really really draws me in. It was like an X-Files episode. Yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I honestly wanted to record this episode of BitFaced only so we could talk for about 10 minutes about Polybius, just because I've been obsessed with it. I think we need everyone to, even if it becomes, you know, a running joke somehow in BitFaced or something, but everyone needs to definitely check out the documentary by Ahoy. It is just thrilling. And there actually is a Polybius game that you can get now on PlayStation 4, and you can play it in virtual reality. But like Ahoy says in the documentary, it is Polybius in name only. Well, and if you think about it, it's really not too far-fetched to think that, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, but if the government was trying to conduct some kind of neurological research to how different things, because they could very easily have started trying to create you know, visual weaponry like things that would paralyze enemies via certain sequences of lights or things like that and what a way to do it is to play a video game sit down and play jekyll and hyde that's that's what they were (laughs) or silver surfer yeah god or i can name a hundred nes games that are just dog shit (laughs) is that what we should do is just uh drop crates of those games and uh unfriendly territory and that it's that's part of it the government conspiracy part of it that's what really seems far-fetched to me because i'm do i think conspiracies exist absolutely do i think this one exists absolutely not (laughs) yeah i think without that if you remove that factor from like from the myth and you just go with polybius was a game that existed and then didn't you it's it's so set up like Zinnischlosion, like they talked about, it's not a normal German word. And why would any company, if it is supposedly a German company, you know, not use proper grammar? Ah, it's. <laughs> and, and again, he traces everything. That's the thing is, I guess, besides taking the Polybius square to the article. Yeah, he did everything. Right. And even he probably at the point doing the Polybius Square to the article was like, fuck this shit, dude. You know, <laughs> same thing I would have said. Like, look, I have traced this back as far. Like, you don't find it in a newspaper before 2000. You don't find it anywhere. So you'd figure there'd be some, some proof. Yeah. And I mean, he goes through trying to find business filings for... Seneschloschen. Seneschloschen. It doesn't exist. Yeah. So... I mean, yeah, is there probably enough evidence to say it doesn't exist? Yeah, I'm sure. But I think there's still work to be done. I'm glad we have a, an urban legend in gaming. That makes me very happy. You don't hear of a lot of, like, urban legends and different types of, you know, culture. Like, uh, 
Uh, is there like a cooking urban legend? Oh, I'm sure there's tons. Like chefs that cooked people into their food and like, yeah. I, oh. bet, I bet if you looked up cooking urban legends, you'd find a lot of them. I'm sure there's more video game urban legends that were just not, uh, well, God, one that comes to mind that uh, wasn't really an urban legend, but more of an April Fool's joke. EGM published an article back in the 90s where if you played through certain board of Street Fighter and did double perfect victories and did something and hit a certain button combination, you could fight Sheng Long. And they had pictures and everything. And people tried for fucking months. And this is pre-internet. And so finally, a couple months down the road, EGM's like, ah, yeah, we're full of shit. April Fool's <laughs> issue. So shit like that has happened. Yeah, and those are always fun. But I don't. there's something about Polybius, man. Like, I still... Who started it is, is what you really want to know. It's I can't remember the guy's name, but it's it's the, he's named in the documentary. Yeah. He's the Ken, guy that started coinop.org. Yeah, Ken something, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ken, if you're out there and you want to come on the show... We'd love to talk to you about Polybius. I think you're full of shit, Ken. <laughs> you and I, um, last week was my birthday. I'm old as fuck. We're not going to talk about that. But you and I got to go see one of my favorite movies ever in a theater. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Did you have fun? I had a ton of fun. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm glad that I was able to make it to one of your birthdays, finally. <laughs> Even though it wasn't with everyone. Um, and this is this is definitely one that was was worth attending because Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, seeing it in theaters is not something I had the luxury to do, and it was phenomenal. Well, I was six when it came out, so yeah, I barely had the luxury to do it the first time. I saw it again in the theater when I was in college. They showed it at, at the Tate Center, but then I haven't seen it in the theater in forever. It holds up so well. From a screenplay perspective, from an acting perspective, even Shatner doesn't do his typical Shatner. He really plays Kirk straight to the vest, man, and and I and I like that. Yeah, you're definitely right. Like uh, thinking about it, when I was sitting there watching the movie, it didn't feel weird to me at all. It didn't feel out of place. It didn't feel like I was watching a movie from the '80s. To me, it was just watching a movie in the theater, something that was out. Like, it definitely holds up. Even the special effects. There's, there was one special effect, the retina scanner, that kind of took me out of the movie, and I kind of chuckled a little bit. Other than that, the ship battles look great. The Genesis project on the computer, shit, for the 80s, considering it's the first bit of CG in a motion picture, looks amazing. Looks way better Um than some of the other shit I've seen. And I have read that the first CG ever was in uh, was in Young Sherlock. And I think it's pretty close. Because when we saw this before the movie, they had trivia facts. And one of them, that was the first computer-generated image uh, or something like that that was in a motion picture. Isn't that what they said? That's what they said. So may- maybe they weren't correct. Yeah. I know Rakowski is sitting there right now thinking... It's it's young it's young Sherlock Holmes, dude. I know it is because I think he's said that before. But hmm. anyway, Rathacon. If you haven't seen it, definitely see it. If you get a chance to see it in the theater, they are showing it again sometime next week for the people that were in hurricane affected areas, and they're also going to show it again here. So they're probably going to show it again everywhere for people that didn't get a chance to see it, which is wonderful. Are they showing it in like hurricane affected areas because they're about to drop a Genesis bomb over there or what? 
in all seriousness, um, the hurricanes affected a lot of people, my parents included, and uh, I hope everybody's okay. There's an earthquake in Mexico today, and over 100 people are dead. The world is not not a, a pretty place, and I don't know if it's because we see more of it on the media or what. Hell, here in Colorado, we've got some lady taking shits in people's yards. And that's that's national news. You know how many text messages I got today? Like, dude, do you know who the Phantom Pooper is? I'm like, yes, it's all over the place. It's all over our news. Yeah, I could not believe today. Uh, I took a look. I decided to jump on Facebook, see what was trending, because I get a lot of my news on Facebook, you know, through trending articles. And boom, Colorado Springs. And I'm like, oh, what are we infamous for? The Mad Pooper. I call her the Phantom Pooper, because they haven't <laughs> caught her yet. I like the Phantom Pooper. They have her on tape, though. I can't believe they haven't caught her. Like, why doesn't someone just go out and be like, I'm going to just, you know, hold you here until the cops get here? I mean, has anybody ever, like, how do you approach someone like, hey, what, taking a shit? <laughs> I mean, what would you do? D- uh, they had a video where uh, one of the ladies was like, I approached her and said, hey, what, don't, what are you doing over here? And she looked at the lady who said that, and she's just like, sorry and like shrugged her shoulders and like walked off do you think that the phantom pooper has like an emotional problem i think there's got to be something like that right it's either that or some kind of revenge thing like if i were gonna like if it's the same family every day or something like i wonder if the family claims not to know her though yeah but like is it a single family home a multi-family home like, if this is some townhouses or something, and it, they just happen to be caught in the crossfires of her shitting on their sidewalk. Caught in the shit fire. <laughs> I can't believe, like, of all the stories to come out of the Springs, like, of course that's the one that we're going to be known for. <laughs> the fucking phantom shitter. Hey, man, we got to be known for something. I hope they I hope they catch her. Me too. And since, you know, when cities I, are... I, I want to see the interview. Can we get that? <laughs> Oh my gosh, we should try. Yeah, we should. Sitting here right now with the Phantom Shitter. So, why do you shit in people's yards every day? That's like the question of everyone's mind tonight. <laughs> I mean, really, that's... I mean, what else would you ask? <laughs> like, is some day a, days a brand day, the other days are ice cream days? Like, How much fiber do you intake? <laughs> I understand, like... I mean, marathon runners, they have to shit somewhere, right? Yeah. But when you're running around Colorado Springs, you're probably not running a marathon and in the same house. Well, yeah, and like they said, right across the street, they have a uh, a porta potty right there. And she refuses to use it. She just comes by with napkins in her hand, takes a shit, wipes her ass and leaves. Does she leave the napkins? I I didn't I these, didn't are the see. Kind of, these are the kind of probing <laughs> journalistic questions that I would ask her. See, like, there you go. Would so you, what do you do with the napkins? Do you hold them in your hand, like, <laughs> save them for later? What if she, like, puts them in people's mailboxes or, like, just <laughs> fucking wipes them on someone's windshield and keeps on going? She's just, like, a giant prank master. Like, <laughs> Well, she's not a prank master, though, because no prank master or plays the same prank. True. Well, no, you don't play the same prank every fucking day. That's fair. Okay, you shit in front of a house. Great. Now you have to top it. Now you have to shit off of the house. Like, then you have to, <laughs> you know shit out of a moving car like you have to step it up you can't just do the the same crap she deserves to get caught fuck her well maybe we need to get the interview and then let her know these things for when she's out of jail next yeah i'll start the interview <laughs> if i was the phantom pooper 
<laughs> I would top my pooping. Last thing I want to talk about today. There are rumblings. Very, and I'm not, normally my rumors I defend, I'm not defending this one because it didn't come from the best source. But that they might be working on a sequel to Miami Connection. (laughs) I saw you post that. I don't know your source, but my goodness, do I hope that's true. And if you guys haven't seen Rathacon or Miami Connection, watch Rathacon first because it's really good. But Miami Connection is one of those movies. It's so bad, but you can tell that they tried, and that's all I need in a shitty movie. If it's just bad, and you can tell like the actors are good actors are sleepwalking through scenes and shit like that, that gives me nothing. But when really shitty actors are really tr- they really are trying hard. And they made a movie called Miami Connection that takes place entirely in fucking Orlando, but that's not the point. <laughs> Go back and watch Miami Connection. The only way a sequel is going to work is if they do it in the same style as the first one and get the same cast back together. Maybe a little tongue-in-cheek humor they can get away with, but I think, God, I just want more of the uh, more of the same. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they're friends for eternity. Clearly, we need them back. Did you know the story about that flick? So it, um, I guess it premiered at Cannes. Fucking Cannes. Film Festival in France. Wow. Premiered at Cannes in like 1987 or 1988. Panned all over the place. People shit on it. They hated it. Like dark Colorado streets. <laughs> and No, these are bright Colorado streets. Well, the movie went away. No release on uh, DVD or anything like that. Someone at the Alamo Draft House found a print for sale on ebay for 25 dollars, <laughs> they bought it they screened it at the draft house and i think this was like back early 2000s or maybe like 2009 and the audience went fucking nuts like you and i would have of course if we would have seen that we would have been like holy shit this is the this is the biggest train wreck i've ever seen in my life but i can't <laughs> stop watching it and then they called the main dude and- he hung up on him like a hundred times thinking it was a prank like hey we want to buy your movie we want to buy your movie and i guess some company bought it for like a million dollars and released it that's how we've seen it of course it was on netflix there's a chunky blu-ray edition of it but yeah so whereas he ended up losing a ton god i can't remember the guy's name either it's initials though it's like ck chong or something like that (laughs) but it's the main guy in the movie it's the guy on the poster okay but yeah, so ended up kind of having a, a happy ending there. I think based on him getting this money is where the sequel rumblings are uh, are coming from, even though he got the money a little while ago. Well, you know, think about that. Like, if they paid a million dollars, I'm I'm sure they've probably made that back. You know, they put it on Netflix, so they had licensing fees there. They did the Blu-ray edition, and I'm sure those have sold from anyone who decided to go watch it. It's got a cult status and you're either gonna love it or you hate it doug hated it <laughs> hated it um but a lot of my friends really like it and really have an appreciation for the uh for the movie do i think it needs a sequel no do i think a lot of things need sequels no but will i be the first one in line to kickstart that motherfucker you better believe it uh, yes like the only other sequel that i want to see just as much as miami connection 2 is the raid 3 we're gonna get that though that's true I don't know when, but that's going to happen. Yeah. 
anyway, wanted to keep it uh, short tonight, short and sweet. Uh, there'll probably be another episode between now and Tacticon. In fact, I'm sure there will be. But come out and see us all at Tacticon. Come out and, and, and party with us. I'm going to be staying up in Denver that Saturday night. And as of right now, besides doing interviews all day, I've got no plans. So my uh, my docket is open, BitFacers, let me put it that way. And I'd love to meet and, and, and talk to talk to any of you that are uh, that are here. Shorter episode tonight, but hey, that's okay. We kind of wanted to update you guys on everything that's going on, and I wanted to get a chance to, to BS with Tyler about some things. But we'll be back in full bitface form in no time. Across the table from me, the one, the only, the chairman of the soundboards, Tyler Run TRG Glaze. I'm Eric G. Hollis, and we are friends for eternity. <laughs>